0: Hey, this is Dr. Ashley Mack from iFixYourSciatica.com. If you want to leverage your message to gain a deeper influence and build a lasting legacy, then you should be listening to Stories That Sell with my good friend, Scott Ramage. You have the knowledge, the experience, and the talent needed to succeed. But in the day and age we live in, skill is not enough. Your story is the most powerful tool in your arsenal. This show will help you tap into that resource and learn how to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy. Tune in each week as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors share how they've built empires on the backs of their story. You're listening to Stories That Sell with your host, Scott Ramage.
1: In this episode, I sit down with my friend, Ashley Mack. Ashley is a physical therapist and an entrepreneur. Although he thinks he stumbled upon physical therapy and entrepreneurship, his operating system put him in the exact place where he is today. Ashley has been practicing physical therapy for almost 10 years and helped thousands of people get out of chronic pain. His website, ifixyoursciatica.com is geared towards helping busy adults live free from sciatica pain without the use of medications or surgery. This is a really fun conversation where Ashley and I talk about the power of really figuring out your why or your mission or your vision, and we discuss really what led him to where he is today. It's an extraordinary story. Before we get started on this episode, imagine having a team of virtual assistants helping you out with everything from scheduling appointments, nurturing leads, processing payments, sending out marketing emails, creating content, managing your social media accounts, and much more. VAs for Gyms is here to make sure your business runs as smoothly as possible so that you can focus on what matters most, serving your clients. We offer a wide range of services that will completely run your business and gives you the one thing everybody's limited on, more time. Check out our website at www.vasforgyms.com, that's V-A-S-F-O-R, gyms.com, and book an appointment to find out more. Welcome to the show, Ashley. I'm super pumped to have you on.
0: Scott, thank you so much for having me man really pumped to be on today's episode
1: yeah it's uh it's it's been really fun listening to people's stories and I'm really looking forward to this. I've known you oh, six seven eight months maybe um, and uh, actually helped you launch a podcast and uh, here we are now you're a guest on this podcast so I'm just uh just really kind of looking forward to finding out a little bit about how your business has transitioned over the uh the last couple of years, which is a good, a great story. But first of all, let's, let's do the rewind and go back to like where it all began for Ashley Mack.
0: Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting is that the older I get and when people ask me like, what's my story and like who I am, like, I realize that my starting point actually gets a little bit older in my life. But I think, especially with where I'm at today, I think it is important to go all the way back, not to the point where I was born, but ultimately high school. And so a large part of it was uh, I was an athlete my entire life. I three sport athlete just because I just enjoyed doing things. I wasn't particularly good at any one sport. I played football, lacrosse, uh, but I actually actually had the opportunity to swim in high school and in college. And I'll I'll tell you, the reason why I ended up sticking with swimming was because I happened to just be pretty good at it. Um, I didn't have a very strong desire to be uh, a world-class athlete, but I said, I saw myself saying, oh, I'm actually doing pretty decent at this. Let me just put a little bit more effort and time. And at the same time in high school, I I purposely didn't visit any colleges when people should be visiting colleges in high school, because I was spending my weekends going to swim meets. And if I wasn't doing my swim meet, all I wanted to do was sleep, just like any other high schooler. (laughs) So then- I got into my senior year of high school. I really didn't know what, what I was going to be when I grow up. And and uh, I remember having every kid in my class saying like, oh, yeah, we're applying to X, Y, and Z schools. And I said, oh, my goodness, I need to apply to college. And I went to my guidance counselor. there's the first time I ever met my guidance counselor. They knew She knew everything about me. And she was like, what can I help you with? I said, I, apparently, I need to apply to college now. And she said, Oh, great. Like, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. And I told her that I like sports. I really like science. And uh, apparently a lot of my swim friends would go to this place called physical therapy and they would go because they were hurt and they would come back and they would feel great. I said, that sounds like a cool profession. And just like any other guidance counselor would say to support a student, they're like, Oh my gosh, you would make a great physical therapist. Now bear in mind, this is the first time I've ever met this person before. So I said, and I, I'm a very gullible person, so I believed her. I said, okay, cool, let me do that. And then she said, here are uh, four accelerated physical therapy programs that you can apply to, because um, typically the physical therapy route is you do three, uh, four years undergrad and you do a three-year doctor. So here I am committing to a seven-year program already, right? Got in, I said, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. So uh, enrolled in physical therapy school, I still had no idea what the profession was, And learning all the science because I love science. And then I didn't realize that this was my calling until like a couple of years into actually practicing, graduated. um, I actually almost failed out of physical therapy school. Not too many people know that. Um, That was a, I started physical therapy school uh, a year younger than most people. So um, I was spending my senior year of college in graduate school where I'm like around other adults. I just turned 21, so any just like any other 21-year-old, I just wanted to party. And I failed my first exam and the, the head of the department said, Ashley, you need to pull your grades up or you're not gonna be in this program next semester. And that really opened my eyes. So fast forward, once I graduated, flying colors, get my first job out of PT school, working at a clinic, again, Everything, even up until this point, is kind of like I just go wherever the wind blows me. And so here I am. I met this this facility owner, and they said, "Hey, we would really love it for you to be here." And I would. They they the clinic was actually an hour away from my home, and so I would go, and I would drive an hour to this clinic, and it was great. I was making an impact, but I really was just thinking, "Man, there's got to be more to this. Um, I can't." I I was like, "There's got to be more to this. Am I just gonna do this until?" I retire and die. And I kind of did like had that conversation within myself for a, about a year, maybe a little over a year. And then at the same time, I discovered CrossFit and got into coaching CrossFit. And then it was the time when Kelly Starrett was huge when oh, it yeah. came physical therapy and across the world. Oh, yeah. And my friend who the guy I was working for said, Hey, man, you could be the next Kelly Starrett. Um, and I said, Oh, okay. That sounds cool. A a lot of these things that I've done so far have just been, oh, that sounds like a really cool thing. And and, and it's these cool ideas that could present it to me. Um, So so I pursued CrossFit full time coaching CrossFit, open up my own physical therapy practice. So that kind of brings us to like mid to late um, like 2000s or like the 2010s or whatever. Uh, and then in 2017, I actually had the opportunity to open up my own gym, Hudson River Fitness, uh, which is located or was located in Hoboken, New Jersey. And I had that business for uh, a little over three years. Um, and it included strength conditioning and also physical therapy as well. And then throughout that, uh, um, uh, I live in California right now, and I plan on growing old out here in California, and I knew that there was something that was pulling me to the West Coast, so my wife got a job out here, and we moved out to California, and then the pandemic hit. Pandemic hit, and then made a huge pivot. And We'll talk a little bit more about to- that today even more, but made a huge pivot in identifying who and, like, what do I do and who I serve, and that brings me here today where 2021 I'm so clear in regards to what I do and who I can help and because of that it's made a huge a huge impact in regards to the work that I am able to do and the people that I'm able to help and then plus having this pivot making these changes make me the person I am today who's just really focused on helping people.
1: Yeah, your 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 story is very unique, and that you were just kind of blowing in the wind. Someone say something, and you're just like, "Oh, I'll be the leaf that goes with it," right? Like exactly. it's phenomenal. I, my wife is a uh, has a doctorate in physical therapy, and and man, the schooling is brutal. I mean, it's super competitive. You know, seven eight years. I think she was seven, like you, and um, and yeah, it, the, people were dropping out like flies because they couldn't meet the standards. So I. I I'm just absolutely amazed. One, the first thing that impacted me is like, "Whoa, you had an awesome guidance counselor." Not something I, had. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people really struggle because. Uh, but but that that shows the impact the 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 power of someone who cares about what they're doing and understands their their role. So I'm I'm really actually very encouraged from that coming from a public education um, background of teaching in public education and then seeing like the fruits of that are pretty incredible. But just the fact that you were able to jump into something you knew nothing about and get through it and come out and then just kind of glide through it. But it sounds like you really kind of found your passions really, you know, used a lot, but really found your direction and and your kind of your North star and what you wanted to do when things changed. I'm curious though, like Hoboken is what you said, right? Yeah. Uh, And so you had this, gym slash therapy place did you close that before you moved to california or was it operating and you were heading to the left uh what is that the left coast left coast
0: yeah <laughs> in so in 2017 opened up the gym and then i actually got married late in 2017 so december and uh during that time i had a, a full during 2017 I had a full staff that actually worked for me and i was like great i can kind of in a way coast because i was like prior to opening up the gym I was pulling 60 hour work weeks and I, I loved everything that I did, but it was exhausting. And I am in this serious relationship and I realized, man, I just love hanging out with my wife. And so that I spent the second half of 2017 working on the wedding, hanging out with my wife because she was taking some time off of work. And then in 2018, my my staff, they for, for many situations, they end up leaving, but I made no preparations to actually make sure that the business can run without me. So I got sucked right back into the daily operations and my wife started a new job and she was traveling the world. And I'll tell you, I have the, I, I love my wife so much. So just to have her be away from me, I couldn't sleep well. I didn't eat well. Like everything was terrible. And I said, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I, so I, I really said, okay. I, and then I went on a hiring spree. I said, I need to have a team to help me grow this business so I can have the opportunity to spend time with my wife. So for a period of about four to six months, when I like when on a, a big focus on hiring people, had the opportunity to travel the world uh, with my wife because I had the team at home, which was really, really great. And because I was able to do, do all the traveling, when my wife said that she got uh, an opportunity to, to get a job in California, I said, she's she's like, does it even make sense for me to pursue this? And you know what I said? I said, heck yes. And I'll say hell yes. And the reason being was the fact that she was the one who supported me when I opened up my business. But then also too, uh, I realized that I've been a Jersey person my entire life and was ready to check out the other things. And with that being the case, once we found out I already had a team in place and I revealed the news to them. And I said, guys, I'm going to entrust you. I know that you guys can do this and make this business successful. So uh, we actually had the business fully up and running by the time we moved out to California.
1: There's such an important lesson here, like just huge for any business owner. And it's something I'm really passionate about. And I've I've battled through. So it's really being able to pass the bus test. and, And I heard this at a two brain conference like four or five years ago, I don't know what it was. And someone said, like, you need to pass the bus test. I'm like, what the heck? Like, if you got hit by a bus today, would your, would your business continue on without you? And it sounds like you didn't pass the bus test. Therefore, you built the systems in place so that you didn't have to be working in your business. You could go away and live life, which is absolutely insanely cool. And I, I will say I have done that. We, we made a really strong focus on doing that with our business. But I, I think a lot of a lot of business owners need to stop and think. Wow, would this continue on if I went away today? And um, it's it's a really it's a really important and impactful thing, especially if you're married. I mean, if yeah. if I mean, there's a stream of income that could continue on. If you have kids, there's a stream of income that can continue on, or can pass on to someone else who can then carry it on. It's kind of like a building your legacy. So that's number one. That's really cool. Number two, you got to travel with your wife. I'm my my very best friend in the world for 30 years is my my wife, and so um, I mean, I get it. And that, how awesome was that? It was amazing. I think. I mean, we for sure got
0: closer. Um, I think one of the challenges, like if, if you're two people who are working, right? Like you have your eight hour days where you might not necessarily talk to them for eight hours. So then you get home and you probably have two to three hours to spend time with your, your spouse. And it, and it's tough. Like there, there's only so much you can talk about. There's only so much that you can cover, but when you're traveling, like you get to experience new cultures together. So that was really fun. Um, I think a large part of it too, is you get to see each other and probably one of the toughest times Um, now granted that like my wife and I, we don't have any kids um, right now. So like, I don't know what parenthood is like, but uh, when, if if your flight's delayed or you're like in a foreign country and you have no idea how to communicate with people, our, our first big trip, we were, uh, it was Hong Kong and Vietnam. And our first night there, our first night there, I lost my cell phone. And my cell phone actually had, and, and the reason being, and this is, my, my wife will laugh about this, but the reason being was because we got out of the airport and we took a cab to where we were supposed to be staying. Now my family has an apartment in, in Hong Kong and it's like super local. I don't speak Chinese. So like our phone was our lifeline and we're in the cab. I give her my phone give quote unquote, because I actually put the phone underneath her leg. I have no idea why I put the <laughs> phone underneath her leg. And I was assuming that she had it right. We leave, we get out of the taxi. I was like, okay, you have my phone. She's like, what are you talking about? And luckily I think it was actually my wife who did this, but she took screenshots of like the instructions on how to find the place that we were staying at. And, and she had it on our phone, thank goodness. Thank goodness for her, because we literally would have been trapped. But the, yeah, that was a really tough time, right? She got to experience my incompetency of being like a normal functioning human out in you know society and then uh you know i get to see my wife like learn learn to see my wife like tolerate like me right so that was that was a really really big eye opening uh, it was the greatest i mean we came out stronger than ever which is great but man that was that was quite the time
1: yeah i think a lot of people get so sucked into their business they get so sucked in being needed that they forget that there's so much opportunity if you can take away that need for you in the business where you can go and really experience things because that sounds like a phenomenal experience and losing a phone in China does not sound fun but uh,
0: um, yeah <laughs> but I think one of the the most important things
1: and and, and I think
0: to go from you know being in the business and doing like your 60 hour weeks and like doing everything to like being the owner and like traveling the world. Um, I definitely had to do a lot of growing because when I first started, um, I was excited. I was a physical therapist. I was a coach. I loved everything that I did, and so I think I had to experience ex, uh, experience those long hours to be able to to get that on my system. And at the time, I think one of the biggest obstacles that I had to overcome was saying, "Well, if I focus on the business." then uh, like, I don't have a passion for coaching anymore or I don't have a passion for physical therapy anymore. So like, there was this obstacle that i overcome and say, okay, well, I've done this part already I've, I, and I've enjoyed it and I've made my mark, but now it's time for me to level up. And then it's that it was that decision to understand that understanding it was okay. now it's time for me to level up, had a huge impact in regards to taking action on that.
1: Yeah, I think that's such a great, I think that's a great lesson in itself is like, you don't need to, our society is like, you pick a profession, you do it, you never change And in an entrepreneurial, like with an entrepreneurial mind, you're often changing from thing to thing to thing to thing. But um, being able to build so that you have choices is far superior to just like, oh, I built that business, I'm done, I'm moving on. Or I'm going to keep grinding. I hate the word grind because, hey, look, building a business from scratch is a grind. There's no question about it. But that's not a lifestyle. It's it's to get to a lifestyle. So uh, PT, like. My wife doesn't practice like uh inpatient or you know outpatient physical therapy anymore She's, it, because she said it's incredibly difficult on her joints really physically uh straining. Did you find that? In
0: some cases I it is very much dependent on the uh the setting and going off of the lines of kind of like moving along with wherever the wind takes me Um, And then also, I think a large part of it is me gravitating towards the things I happen to be really good at. And throughout, like, so in physical therapy school, you're doing at least four rotations where you get to experience every single setting. And I like them all, but I realized that I had an affinity to actually working with people who had chronic pain, specifically low back pain. And with people like with, with situations like that, it's not as physically demanding as say if you're trying to get someone uh, out of bed from right. uh, in a hospital right so i would say it's certainly physically taxing and it is uh, important that we do proper body bi- uh, mechanics but there's only so much that you can do when it's just like when you're if you're trying to pick up a barbell right and you can only pick it up so many times before you get fatigued and broken down and I've been really fortunate to again have found that that niche that's that area that actually allowed me to capitalize on my my strengths while also protecting my body too but yeah it's it's definitely a lot.
1: <laughs> I think yeah yeah I think we're ready to kind of dive into the 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 big event. So cool. you you've stepped away, you've gotten this amazing staff in place. They're they're running the show and and uh, you decide to move to California. And um, am I fast forwarding too too much to say then COVID or is that really where things started to kind of like shift?
0: Yeah. So uh, I moved August, 2019, technically September, 2019. So we had September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So six months. Right. So I had to spend the first four months of me being like being out here to just get used to being a remote owner. And then Finally got the hang of it, and then two months later, boom—the the pandemic hit, and uh, I mean, like like many like all gyms in in the in the world had to shut down because of uh, you know the mandates. And uh, from a financial standpoint, we were going to be okay if we were to like if the yeah, we were going to be okay if this lockdown was going to be uh, a little bit longer than expected. I mean, everyone was hoping that it would only last for two weeks, but it lasted, you know, still happening now, right? And so uh, at the time, I was like, okay, this is a plan. Like many gyms, we also transitioned to switching and providing workout programming online. And so it's like, okay, here's this this tactic, this pivot for us. Uh, But then actually two weeks into lockdown, might actually been a week into locked up, get a call from my landlord. And he said, oh man, it looks like you're out of business. Uh, Might as well just move out now type of deal. So, and then just to give you guys a little bit of a background, we were actually on a month to month lease um, prior to that. So it kind of actually worked out to be a a really lucky beneficial situation. And I, I told him, I said, listen, this is what we could do. Um, we have the necessary funds we have pivoted. Uh, and then it made me think about, well, do, does he, does he want, uh, actually, does he want a gym to be here? Right. And it turns out that he didn't want a gym to be there and that's okay. Andre, like,
1: what was the, what was the motive? Why would a landlord say, Hey, do you need yeah. to be in business anymore? Right.
0: So <laughs> I was like, okay, well, if you don't want me to be here, like, I'm not going to try to force it. Cause even if we came out of this pandemic perfectly fine, like I'm still going to have that looming over my head. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, OK, well, if we're not going to have a gym, what can we do? Right. So we ended up um, close. We, we end up fully moving out and closing the space April 15th. So wow. that it was like a month in. Right. So That's we were fast. Like, oh, yeah, fast. And I actually didn't even set foot in Jersey. Grant, you know, just keep in mind, I was in California at this time. So here I was uh, going cross side, looking at a spreadsheet and making sure that I could sold all of my equipment, got rid of everything. And it wasn't even necessary stressful time. I just went cross it because I was staring at a screen for so long, right? And this was actually before I got my true work from home setup, where I had like a second screen and everything like that. So did that. I, I let my members know that we were closing. We weren't going to be coming back. And like many people, they they ended up canceling their membership because I was expecting that and because i mean they wanted to have a gym they were they were giving our support because they wanted to have a gym there and because there's not going to be a gym in there anymore they they went to another place and i and i totally understand that but really the big piece it helped me reevaluate okay well what what am i going to do what's hudson river fitness going to do and i discussed with my coaches my coaches actually they said i got into fitness training and coaching because i want to coach people in person i don't want to do any of this online so I said, okay, I, I totally understand that as well. So here I was back into uh, you know, the founder state, back into the person who's like baking the cookies, delivering the stuff. And then I remember having, um, having a talk with my mentor and I was like, I know I want to keep this going, but how can, I, how can I just stand out in a world where everyone's doing online coaching, everyone's doing online programming, fitness stuff. And it was, it was staring me right in the face or not saying, remember, it's like exactly who I am. I'm a physical therapist. Right. And it was going back into, well, what is my, what do I happen to be particularly good at? Right. Like what am I really good at? And i realized and focus on, um, turns out I'm really good at treating chronic low back pain, sciatica pain. And for a couple of months, I was trying to sell low back pain and sciatica coaching programs through Hudson River fitness. And it was nice because I was able to get some people, but I would often get calls being like, hey, is your gym open or I'm looking for a fitness program? And I got to the point where I was like, man, well, I know I have a good solid product, but like who we are as a brand doesn't make sense anymore. And then, so that's when I decided to actually retire the Hudson River Fitness brand, which was retired earlier, 2020, earlier this year, so January 2021, I believe, and rebranded into iFixYourSciatica.com because that is something that I actually have a passion for, that I happen to be really good at. And as we're rebranding and figuring out, okay, this is who we're going to be right now, all of a sudden, the world became crystal clear in regards to like, what was I setting out to do in the first place? And I looked at, and this was the first time where I looked at something that I built beyond of what it's doing at that point, because I'm just, I'm such a, Operations process person that I'll put my head down and just like do the work because I consider myself a pretty good solid workhorse. But then once I took a step back and said, okay, well this is this is who we are, I understood exactly where we we're going to go, and 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 I and and when I say exactly where we're going to go, it's identifying uh, who am I helping, and what's the impact that I want to have in this world, and it goes back into like what did I like what's the big problem that I'm solving. Yeah. And then i turned from like okay we're going to create this to now it's like i'm a problem solver and then that that like that blew me away and i just sit, and then there'd be times that literally just sitting on the couch staring into space my wife's like what are you doing i'm just like i'm just blown away now i know what now i know exactly what i need to do um and that was really cool and powerful
1: man i can really relate i can really relate i am a doer i i, I just operationally minded and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go it's just a workhorse yeah. like you said workhorse go, go, go. I get blinders and I'm just going. And this is, I think this is hurt in business because I'll have an idea and then I'll just run and I'll run and I'll run and I'll run. It's so crazy because once you get the, like, you take those blinders off, you get a really good vision and you understand what your purpose is, what your vision, your mission. I know those are really overused terms, but they're, they're real. You, you know what, you want know to, what mine became being is no. I solve people's problems just like yours. Yeah, I solve problems. And everything, everything falls into place. Should I do this? Someone's asking me, should I do this? Well, is it solving someone's problem? Oh, it is okay. Or Oh, it's not. Sorry, it's not for me. So it's really cool. And there is a ton of clarity that comes when you really kind of like, put it all in a pot, stir it up and, and really come up with your own like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. So that's really cool. So how is the motivation at that point?
0: Well, it, it was great. The motivation was overwhelming because I went from like, okay, I'm a motivated person because I'm doing all this stuff. That, right. that was like narrative number one to now, oh, I have this motivation because I'm working towards something. And, and that in itself was really exciting because you're absolutely right. Like the whole concept of like vision and mission, it wasn't, it wasn't actually, it, it only made it clear. The whole vision to mission aspect made clear to me like maybe two years ago. Uh, um, because I was like all right well I have if I have a business I know that I need to have staff and if I have staff I know I need to be profitable and I know I need to have this profit to give me the freedom and it's like okay I have freedom like what's the next step from there and uh, it's funny because I talked to my wife and I'm like I'm not like a super visionary person and she was like what are you talking about you just haven't had the opportunity to look up and, and figure out what that was so all of a sudden now my work is much more meaningful I'm taking on harder projects i'm like putting myself in a much harder outside my comfort zone um which i hate not being good at stuff so if i experience a challenge where i think i can excel i'm going to go in two feet first ensuring that i'm going to be the best at whatever i'm going to be doing um so that yeah so from a motivation standpoint it's like Exponentially more, but now it's a much more useful motivation versus just like, oh, Ashley's like a motivated guy because he does a ton of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. I've, I've actually had a front front row seat in that uh, you you used, utilized our team for the rebranding, which is really fun for the launch of your podcast. And so I've actually been watching, you know, from the <laughs> sidelines, like, okay, this is cool. And I really watched you niche down this. I, I fix your sciatica. I was like, wow, that's really good. Are you? Is that falling on ears? Well, I mean, you're you're very niched. You're you're there.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely fallen on ears. It's uh, now that like the world is opening up a little bit more, and I have the opportunity to like meet people in person or like get to meet new people. I get really excited. It's just, like I help people with sciatica pain, or I help people with chronic low and then everyone I've talked to, they're like, "Oh, I have this problem," and so I think what what is important. I think what's important is like when you get to meet someone. And especially if you are niching down like the way that I do, it is important to be very, very clear of how you can help people. And when you get that, when you get that confirmation that with, with the solutions that you're providing uh, are solving the problems of people that you just meet on a daily basis, like that in itself is 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 worth all the time and money and effort that I put in to just spend the on, on niching down and understanding this is what I can do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you you launched this business, this online business. You, you do launch a podcast. You're doing some some great things. Uh, how's it going? What's, what's going on?
0: Yeah. So let's see. I mean, I'm proud to say, uh, well, one, uh, the reason why I got into this whole podcast aspect was because um, I would be shooting videos on a daily basis, but I was starting to kind of run out of ideas and figuring yeah. out like what what can I say because when I like everything that I'm presenting to the world in my podcast or my social media it's all stuff that I already have in my head so it's already second nature to me and I have this little bit of imposter syndrome where I'm like okay like everyone has said this but it, it is really amazing to you know, create this podcast where you can tell the world people who are listening, who might not necessarily be on social media, but listen to podcasts, you get to reach out to an entirely group of people. And I was actually able to uh, get clients from my podcast, which was really exciting, because I'll tell you the first couple episodes, it was awkward, it was hard. And I was like, is this even worth it? And then all of a sudden here I have a a look at a red circle, which is like the the podcast hosting site. And I see that like my weekly views are going up and that's, and that's really more, and that's so exciting. And then to see, okay, I can actually see some sort of financial return on this podcast is actually really beneficial. But then also in addition to that, I, I I serve people uh, in in three different ways with iFixerSciatica.com. I have a free ebook I have two free books, which actually help people manage all this sciatica pain on their own. And then I also have one one on one coaching uh, and one on one on one pain management consulting as well, where we're actually working through these solutions together. But as I've gotten busier, I was thinking I I got back into that same situation where this this job, this business relies 100 percent on me and like, how can I serve other people? And then that's actually then, then that's when that's that's what brought me to my next project for iFixerSciatica.com, which is creating this this program where you are communicating with a physical therapist, going through all of your aches and pains, but you're getting like you're getting this customized program all through your phone. Uh, it's called the, the the Sciatica Protocol, and you literally have everything through the power of your own phone. You don't have to worry about going to a clinic, you don't have to worry about waiting in line. And I realized that because we have this program, um, I can serve way more people in this capacity and that's the next piece, but sorry, I kind of went off tangent there, but was, totally- I'm, I'm
1: really excited. I want to hear more about that. Cause I think that's the yep. future of healthcare. I mean, it's here it's now, but yeah, yep. keep going, keep going. Oh, okay. Um, and so
0: the sciatica protocol, I, I was like, well, how can I help more people, um, with the, with the little available time that I had? And I found that when it comes to really good, uh, physical therapist, practitioners, people who are in pain management, they follow a very, uh, systematic way to approach pain. And I said, why can't, why can't this be done without actually having to see a physical therapist? Like I look at it this way, I've acquired all this knowledge over the past, whatever, 10 years that I've been practicing. But when I'm working with people, I realize that as I've, as I've aged, that my treatment The the way that approach treatment has become much more simplified. And when it becomes more simplified, you actually get way better results than trying to make things super complicated. So I look at, okay, well, I've optimized it. Now it's time to systematize it and create an opportunity for us to be able to run this and help more people. Because the reality is that even if I were to take on, um, say, even more physical therapists, we're all limited by our time. So how can we make it so we put the power of healing in someone's literal hands? by actually sending them all, 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 you know, this entire recovery program. So the the way it works is that you go through a little bit of a question quiz um, and and you're doing this through your phone and based on your responses, you will actually get a customized program for you. And you'll actually be getting a daily program. You'll actually get a message in the morning and you are gonna be given your stretches and your exercises. But what's gonna be the most powerful part of this recovery program is asking you, like, how do you feel? Do you feel better, worse, or the same? And that response is going to dictate the next steps for you. And ultimately, if you look at the physical therapy model, the physical therapy model, it's like, okay, you get better, you're gone, right? But, and I'll tell you what, that's exactly what this model is. The goal is to have you recover as quickly as possible. So you don't have to use a service anymore because, my my goal now that there's many goals I want to pursue, but like one thing that I can do particularly is make somewhat make our, our profession somewhat obsolete by creating something and something as powerful as this for people to use their own hands.
1: It's pretty amazing. And I think of, you know, some of like, my wife's obviously a physical therapist. So when I have ailments or things, joints that are hurting or whatever, she, she'll do some manual stuff but mostly she's like you need to do this stretch and this strengthening and this supportive thing and it's and what i've noticed and what i've heard over and over again is compliance is really low so i actually think through delivering through a device that's a daily thing compliance will actually go up so it's almost taking this archaic way of practicing and really kind of just forming it into our daily digital lifestyle where you might actually probably get better results as long as there's some sort of accountability or something. But I don't know if that's built in, but better results than going to the PT office once a week and be, Hey, did you do your stretches? I did one day. I mean, how many times did you hear that? Did you do, because yeah. people don't know, they don't. And, and I love the feedback thing. How are you feeling? So it's just like this constant barometer. Yeah, I, I totally see it.
0: A big focus is, um, and this is one of the things that really gets me when it comes to like pain relief like you you go to a physical therapist you go to any place and they're like okay we have to strengthen x y and z but really the big focus is your pain relief it's like yes strengthening this or stretching this out will be helpful but like we have to answer the big end question is it making you feel better and I think that's one of the challenges when uh if you're if you're a clinician and you're seeing like 10 people a day like you don't have the bandwidth to ask that question and make the necessary changes so being able to create that and then I I look at it this way I do crossfit workouts I'm an endurance athlete like I do jujitsu like I love being like physically uncomfortable and people are like oh Ashley you're so tough it's like you, you have to be like so mentally tough to be a distance swimmer. But I'll tell people, I'm like, I'm not a necessarily really tough person. I just tell people, it's like, how can I take this thing that I'm doing and like make it hurt less? How can I make it easier to get it done? And so when I created this program, I said, how can I make it easier for people to actually be compliant, stick with their program, and, and experience results? And I was like, I, I want people to push the easy button, to push the easy button when it comes to everything. And I think uh, when we think about the concept of easy... It's like easy kind of discredits all the hard work that you put in to it. But I think there is an important part of, of looking into making things easier, so you can get that out of the way and you can move on to the other harder stuff. Because if you're in pain, like the first thing you need to get do is get out of pain, so you can go back to doing like you know managing your businesses and and everything like that.
1: Yeah. So is this product launched?
0: Yes. Yeah, it is launched. Yeah. So um, it's on my website. And also uh, another really cool thing, I, I, I'm going to pull this up right now, but uh, pretty much if you text the, the um, sorry, if you text the word sciatica, which is spelled S-C-I-A-T-I-C-A to the number, I'm going to pull it up because I don't recall my, uh, my, my business number uh, by heart, but if you text the, the word sciatica, to 551 231 1318, it actually prompts you to take the nine question quiz to see if we can actually help you. And then, if we can help you, the cool thing is it's just, it's, uh, it's 25 bucks a week um, and you're getting all this stuff. And then the goal is to have it so that you cancel as quickly as possible because it fixed you.
1: Yeah. I'm going to get a little controversial here. There's yeah. a lot of practices out there that aren't really designed to fix you, they're designed to have you come back for the relief. And so I, I really, really applaud that because I really applaud that methodology. I think it's probably going to give you more business than you can imagine. You talked about giving away free ebooks. That was like step one. Tell me, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of business owners, like, why would I give something away? So I want to, I want to hear your concept or your, your belief around like giving really high value things for free.
0: I think when it comes to like, if you're a consumer and you are I, I, like when you're a consumer, you're either looking for something or something happens to pop up in your newsfeed or in your vision. And you're like, oh, I didn't know if I needed that. But when it comes to making a purchase, I, I, I kind of, I think making a purchase in the sale is very similar to say like dating. And the thing is, is that like when you go on your first date, I mean, for very few people, they're not going to get married on their first date. Like you're, you have to build this trust. You have to figure out who is this person or in this scenario, who is this business in front of me? And if you, especially if you're going to be forming a relationship, specifically a financial relationship, uh, they're putting a lot of trust in in you and, and and what you're doing. And it is important that in order for us to close a sale, we have to make sure that people know like and trust you. And if they don't do any of those, there's no reason on why they should they they should be purchasing from you. And when you create these books or give this value. Uh, what's going to end up happening is that you build that trust and you build that confidence that this person has in your brand and your business. So they are willing to get into some sort of financial relationship with you. Um, And that's what I found to be particularly helpful. Um, I think one of the challenges is, is again, it's like all this knowledge and all this stuff that I'm giving out to people. uh, One, it's it's second nature to me. So I'm like, I don't believe that this is valuable information. (laughs) but it's, it's really amazing. People are like, Hey man, I read your book. It's so good. It's really helpful. And then, um, what's interesting is that knowledge is, is, uh, when you provide knowledge, like it only provides so much value because the reality is, is that from the physical therapy standpoint, you can, you, there's a billion different rehab protocols that are free of charge that you can find online. But the thing is, is the fact that if knowledge was the issue, then everyone's problems would be solved. Right, And so being able to provide this value, this knowledge piece, whatever this action step for people to follow through and build up this trust and saying, oh yeah, this service works is actually going to have compounding interest um, in regards to the level of trust and the ultimately the, the start of a relationship. And then the second part of that is most people think, well, why would I want to give my information for free? And it goes on the aspect of, well, again, it's the knowledge piece. It's like, no one has the knowledge that you do and no one can make the connections that your business that can do. So being able to put that into practice and, and having it actually make sense.
1: Marketing like 101, maybe it should be marketing 201 because it's a really hard concept for a lot of people to understand. It's funny when you were telling that story, I was thinking back on a on a on an experience I had this week. I had heard about a, a mastermind that I want to be a part of. And I'm like, It looks awesome. There's all sorts of videos out there. There's all sorts of like ways to learn about it and people talking, they have a podcast. And I'm like, this is awesome. Well, you have to go through, you have to be at a certain point in business to get there. And it's pretty high. And I was like, oh, and then they're like, but but we have a program that is specifically, it's like a mini mastermind to get you to be able to be in this. And I went and I clicked on the, you know, find out more. And it was basically a sales form. Guess what? They lost my sale like that. Because I had zero vision of what, what they were going to offer, what it was like, what they if there was value to it at all, I didn't like if they said, hey, here's here's a free course, like one section of the course. I would have watched it and probably bought right then. Just, I'm sorry, I had to share that story because I was like, this is a really actually pretty um, high-level business. It's funny that they missed the mark in one spot and maybe they have it disconnected. Maybe it's somewhere else. I just haven't found it yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've always had this question, like why free eBooks? I, I get it now. I've studied this, but um, I think it's something that a lot of business owners just kind of throw to the wayside. Like that's too much of my time for for that. And really there's so much more return.
0: Yeah. And I think like, it doesn't have to be an ebook either, but it it could be a video. It's like, whatever, whatever you feel like you're able to actually uh, project your voice. So if it's a video series, awesome. Have it be a video series. Like it's being able to say like, how can you convey your message to the best of your ability while also helping people, which can drive action and more traffic to, to whatever your website or your
1: business. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I wanna, I wanna learn a little bit more. We've, we've kind of learned your journey and um, I'm super excited about where your business is hit. I didn't even realize you had this, this online uh, <laughs> tool, which is, it sounds phenomenal in the pricing. Like look, physical therapy is really bound by insurance and people might, bottom line is, is this re- removes that, that aspect of it. It makes it in any man's access. And I think that's just really, uh, really important. I also love that the the technology will bring it to another level, which is is really fun. So let's talk about just business in general. And I want to get your, I want to pick your head mind on like what are some things that really have helped you achieve success? Who and what are some things? So first question is is uh podcasts, books, YouTube, or something else?
0: In regards to like how I how Very I best good. like it learn. Yeah. Um, okay. So I I love reading. I would say probably one of my best purchases of 2020 was my Kindle Oasis because it lights up at night, because like that's usually when I do the majority of my reading, is at nighttime in bed. And so I Love physical books, but I don't like laying on my back holding a physical book over my face. So I have I have the Kindle Oasis. So I'll, I'll read a bunch of nonfiction books with that. I also enjoy watch, like watching YouTube, but I can't really sit through presentations, everything. So I actually watch YouTube. And I also listen to podcasts at 2x speed because I have no choice but to be in tune with it. And then I also feel a lot better because I can ingest an hour's worth of content in 30 minutes and that just makes it a lot better as well. Um, yeah,
1: we're, uh, we're, we're the freaks. The two X speed. My, my wife's like, "How do you even know what he's saying?" I'm like, "I have to pay really close attention." Exactly. I really, I really do well with it.
0: Yeah, and I know for me, like, I I can't multitask. So, like, if I'm going to be listening to a podcast or like watching YouTube, like that's all I'm doing. Like, I can't listen to something in full laundry. That's that's not a, a thing that I'm able to do. And I'm really glad that. I figured that out pretty quickly because I would end up wasting a ton of time and a ton of just like resources just trying to do that yeah so that those the, that's the best way that I ingest information and one thing that I learned in Grad school. was because um, the thing is prior to Grad school I was actually really good at just memorizing facts but it wasn't until grad school where I actually started making connections. And so I think what's interesting is you look at the the concept of like the 10,000 hours, which is like the mastery piece. Right. But I think a large part of it is being able to make associations and patterns and recognizing those things and putting them actually into practice. So like I'll ingest information, I'll like it, but then I'll, um, and I think I think it was Chris Cooper at Two Brain was saying like, the moment you find action step, like stop whatever you're doing and then just implement it before you move on to the next step. Because I know for me that I get, I get pretty overwhelmed quickly. So if I make things super simple, even with uh, when it comes to like working with my mentor, I'll, I'll cut these calls to like 30 minutes in length because I have like two things that I know I can do. And I don't want to waste my time nor that my mentor's time on that.
1: That's, that's really cool. You just pretty much brought up my next um like inquiry was like who or what like how what has gotten you further along in your business or who has gotten you further along in business you've mentioned a mentor twice now so i want to kind of hear hear how impactful that's been for you
0: yeah so um i find people like my mentor so um i've been mentored by two brain um Josh Price was also my my most recent mentor, learned a lot from him too. And I think a large part of it was being able to, what I've learned, especially when it comes to like working with all the mentors I have been in the past was really uh, shutting out all the distractors and focus on like the one to two most important things I need to get done. And so I feel as if when I'm working with people um, where they're mentoring me, uh, what's really great is that it helps get rid of the distractions um, so I can have a clear direction. But what's interesting is I look at uh, the person that I want to be and the person that I want to be actually helps dictate a lot of the actions that I do. And that person that I want to be is actually often based on people and qualities that I don't want to be, right? It's like things that I want to avoid, which then forms into this like uh, abstract idea of what, of like what I want to do, um, with my life. But like, I know one of the big things is being able to have the freedom to just spend time, uh, with my wife and my family and the people that I care about. Um, but then also while doing and building something that I happen to be really proud of and happen to be really good at as well.
1: Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. How long have you been, have you been using mentors?
0: I've been using mentors since 2017. So we're in 2020. So a little over four years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I graduated physical therapy school in 2012. I didn't really have too much of a mentor or idea of like what the next steps were in my life, except uh, I had this one one guy he's a good friend of mine. Um, and he, he's helped me. He, he was the guy who was like Oh, you can be the next Kelly Sturette. And I said, oh, that's a cool idea. And then we kind of formulated some of those, some of those pieces.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kelly, Kelly Sturette, for those of you who don't know, has had just a massive impact on bringing physical therapy and a lot of these um, therapeutic movements, exercises, and practices to the common person. Like, how do you do this on yourself? So you've kind of, you're right in those, that path, man. It's really, it's really cool just to like at a whole nother level now with the, with the technology. I always love to ask people about something they do very intentionally to continue to sharpen their, their skills or keep them um, in tune. What's something that you do regularly to stay, stay sharp?
0: Yeah. So um, this is, this is a hundred percent true. I also think it's kind of cheesy, but I'm going to tell you anyway, but like, one thing that i do every single day that keeps me sharp is this concept of like practicing gratitude but like specifically for me like i i tell my wife every single day thank you so much for like supporting me through this and it's like this practice of gratitude but i think this specific practice of gratitude of thanking people for their support even even for like for that person who's supported you doesn't feel like support to them um i think what ends up happening is because i have this level of gratitude and thankfulness, it, it puts another coal under, under my butt to push even harder because I don't, I don't want to fail them. Right. And so all of a sudden it's like, okay, I have this inherent motivation, but because I'm so thankful for this person who's, who's helped me along the way and says, you can do this. Um, I think that is, that is something that really makes me sharp. That's the thing that pushes me every single day because it's like, I don't want to let them down.
1: I've been a guest on quite a few podcasts in the last month and a half. If anybody hears any of them, they're going to hear about my gratitude practice. And I am shouting from the rooftops from the mountaintops about a daily gratitude practice, because it completely changes the way you operate and, and see see the world. And I think doing it verbally is like next level. And, and I actually do mine verbally. But I haven't done that like to my wife, I'm, I think I'm pretty, it just kind of comes naturally. But you know, yeah. <laughs> that intentionality of every single day, never missing a beat. Uh, that, is, that is next level success bound, uh, in my opinion. It just it really sets your head up for the right, the right thing every day. You, you're focused on the right things. So kind of wrap this up with a question I ask every, everybody that comes through. It's one of my favorite. It's absolutely my favorite question. So if you could go back in time and share one piece of advice with young Ashley Mack, you know, maybe it's when you are 17, maybe it's before college, whatever, whenever it was, what piece of advice would you give yourself?
0: Yeah, I, this is actually one of my favorite questions as well. Um, and this, what I would tell my younger self, I think is just like really strange. Because every time I tell people, they're like, why would you ever say that to your younger self? I would say to my younger self, like, it's okay to get like in quote unquote trouble every now and then. I think one of the things growing up when I was younger, I was so scared of trying to do something different I would always like sit in my chair and be quiet and I'm pretty confident I would probably like I'm pretty confident I miss a lot of opportunities to like speak up because I was afraid of getting in trouble and it would actually be even something as me like as little as like asking a question because I didn't understand that I missed a lot of concepts because I didn't understand it but I was too scared to look dumb sound like an idiot get in trouble for asking a question questioning things and so that that's something it's like it's okay to get in trouble it's okay to ask questions i think that's a, a big piece that that's what i would tell my younger self
1: that's a good one i did not need that advice
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but looking back on other people i know i can see that they would have moved so much further along had they given themselves that permission so i think yeah. that's, that's incredible that's really good well I- awesome. Anything else that I didn't ask that you just have to share with the world?
0: Well, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, one of the most important things that I want to do is to help as many people as possible. So my goal is to help 10 million folks get out of pain. And that number scares me to death because who knows how long it's going to take for me to count to one, uh, 10 million, but that's one of the reasons why we have technology, right? Yep. And I know that I can achieve that. And so anyone out there who's listening, who's having sciatica or low back pain, here to
1: help you. That's awesome. I fix your sciatica.com. That yep. And disclaimer, uh, I had to go Google sciatica, not because I didn't know what it was, but how to spell it. Um, so I want anybody who's out there thinking, I don't know how to do that. It's really easy to find. Just do the work. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's so clear. Like if you're going to that site, there's an absolute clear reason. And I love that messaging. That's the story that you're telling is go here to get your sciatica sciatica fixed. So we'll have the link in the podcast notes or on YouTube or wherever you're watching or hearing this because if your um, spelling is as good as mine, you'll want that. But uh, Ashley Mack, it's been incredible talking about your journey and I've learned more about your journey and I'm even more excited about it. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much for having me.